Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Today, we'll discuss a very interesting halacha that emerges from Lamed Vav Mudalef Meseches Brachas. We're going to discuss the chiyuv and allowance of making a bracha on foods that are damaging. A person who consumes foods that are potentially damaging to his health. So really there's a double question. Is he chayiv to make a bracha? Is he responsible to make a bracha? And question number two is going to be, is he allowed to make a bracha? Because the chora, he's doing something that's perhaps usr, which is detrimental to his health. Chay bohem, these different mitzvahs, the Chayra say that we're not allowed to do things that are detrimental to our health. So are you, are you chayev to make a bracha? And also, are you allowed to make a bracha before eating these things? So on Lamed Vav Aleph, we learned a Gemara that addresses this. And we'll compare this to a Gemara in Lamed Heim with Beis that we learned yesterday. Before Bez Hashem, we get to the halacha inside. Lamed Vav Muralat, the first point of the day that we discussed, was a machlaikis regarding somebody that consumes wheat flour. So the machlaikis is the bracha ha'adama, because it's considered the fruit, or is it hashahakol? It's considered not the fruit, but you're enjoying it, so you still have to make a bracha. So Taisus explained, unlike Rashi, who just learns that it's about regular wheat flour, it's talking about a unique wheat flour that was dried out in an oven and has perhaps a good taste to it. Gemara finished off this first point on Lamed Vav Mudalef and said, a memra of Shmuel, where he said, if a person needs barley flour, he has to make a bracha of shahakol. And the Gemara says, the chiddush is, even though v'kashelikukiyani, even though it's something that can cause intestinal worms, which is detrimental to a person's health, damaging, and therefore you may have thought you shouldn't make a bracha at all, Kamash Malan Shmuel's teaching us that since there is a hana, he enjoys eating it, Therefore, he does have to make a bracha. So from this Gemara statement, it seems, even if someone eats something that's detrimental to his health, that has adverse health effects, he still has to make a bracha. The problem is, on Lamed Hayamud Beis, that we learned yesterday, the Gemara was discussing one who drinks olive oil. And Rabbi Yochanan and Shmuel commented that if you drink olive oil, you have to say, Bore Priyo Eitz. So the Gemara was trying to figure out What's the scenario you say, Bore Priyo Eitz? The Gemara said it can't be where you're drinking olive oil straight, because since, since it's damaging to a person, you wouldn't even make a bracha in the first place. So it appears from this, on Lamed Hamud Beis, that food that is detrimental to one's health seems to be, you don't make a bracha before consuming. So based on that, it appears to be there's a bit of a contradiction. We have to clarify again when would you make a bracha before consuming something that's detrimental to one's health? And when would you not? So in order to understand this, we have to look at the Mishnah Brewer here, the Shulchan Aruch. So the first Shulchan Aruch we're going to see is regarding the olive oil. We'll do this in order. In Archaim Simen Reish Beis, Si'if Aleph, excuse me, Si'if Gimel, Si'if Dalid, Si'if Dalid, Reish Beis Dalid, Shulchan Aruch Paskins, Shemen Zayis, olive oil. Im Shesai Kemais Shehu, if he drinks it straight. Enam Ivarech Alav Klal, he doesn't make a bracha at all. 
because it is detrimental to his health. That's the Psaq straight out in the Shulchan Aruch. And the Mishnah Berua says, it's detrimental, even in the scenario that we spoke about in the Gemara where he would make a bracha, where he has a sore throat, that's only going to be chayv in a bracha because it's mixed with something else that tastes good. But if he's sick and he, with a sore throat and he drinks oil straight, because oil is something you don't benefit from. Okay, we'll have to get back to this. But it seems like the Mishabur is already somewhat addressing the reason you don't make the bracha is because there's no hana. So coupling the reason of being detrimental as well as the fact that you don't enjoy it means you don't make a bracha. Now in contrast, let's look later. In Simon Reish Dalid, if Aleph, in the middle of it, he's talking about different foods you make shahakol on. And he says one of the foods you make shahakol is valkim chadesari, which is barley flour. You say a bracha of shahakol. And on this, the Mishnah comments, Sifkat and Tesvav, even if it's dried out in the oven because it has a good taste, still you're only going to make a shahako. Now, he says it's lav dafka, barley flour, but wheat flour would be the same. Gemara Paskin's like Shmuel, like we saw. Um, sorry, like Rav Nachman, like we saw, you make a shahako, even on wheat flour. He says the Chiddush, the reason that the Shulchan Aruch specifically says barley flour, as our Gemara said, it's a Chiddush over wheat flour. They're both shahako. The reason that the Shulchan Aruch Paskins barley flour shahakal is a chiddush. Since it causes intestinal worms, maybe you shouldn't make a brach at all on barley flour. Since there is a hana from it, therefore it requires a bracha. So already we see the Mishnah Brewer seems to be addressing the apparent contradiction. And he seems to say, whereas oil, when a person drinks olive oil, there's no hana associated with it, which is why since it's mazik and there's no hana, you don't make a bracha. But barley flour, although it is mazik, it seems to be that there's a hana in its consumption. It's sweet, tastes good. And therefore, you would make a bracha when consuming this, although it has a detrimental side effect. So now, in order to appreciate this distinction, going to look at the Dershu footnotes for a moment, and we'll see momentarily later in Reish Dalad, Reish Dalad test, we'll see a final point. But back in uh, Reish Bey's Sif Dalad, the uh, Dershu brings in the footnote, as we explained, that even though barley flour, Shulchan Aruch himself passing you make shahakol, that's because there's a hana associated with oil, there's no such hana. Now, the... In, in, in Reish Dalid, the Dirshu quotes very important footnotes here. He says, so he explains the Pshad as follows. He quotes from this in Karelitz. And he says that somebody who eats barley flour is enjoying at the time of his consumption, and it's only afterwards that it causes some sort of detrimental effect on his body. As opposed to oil, at the time that he drinks it, it's also mazik, and he's not being nena altogether. Therefore, there's no bracha at all. And he explains that the idea of Chazal saying shemen is mazik, oil is mazik, it means that you can't stand it even when it's in your mouth. Not only that there's no hana, but actually it, it, it's unenjoyable, it's gross, something that's gross to drink. And memela, 
It damages your body. It's also unenjoyable to drink. Therefore, there's no bracha. Whereas regarding barley flour, although it has some detrimental side effect after the fact, at the time of consumption, it does taste good. Mamela, you'll make a bracha on such a food item. In relations to this, back in Reish Bezi quotes this, but the, the Dirshu footnotes bring down a very interesting shaila, and then we'll move a little forward in the halacha, but he says, what about if you have someone who's a diabetic? So sugar is dangerous to him, perhaps. So he quotes here, again, this in Karelitz and uh, Revel Yashiv, and they seem to say, in such a scenario, if he eats a little bit of sugar, he would still have to make for sure bracha rishona, unless he's deathly allergic to it. I just want to point that out. And we'll get to this in a minute. But because he's still benefiting and a small amount of sugar wouldn't shake the boat. It wouldn't hurt him necessarily. On that note, we have to look forward now. In Again, Simon Reish Dalitz, if test, the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, if a person had to eat something that's prohibited because there's danger, and doctor said, this is what you have to eat even though it's something that's prohibited, it's asr. He has to make a bracha before and after. Meaning, even though in general you don't make a bracha on something that's usr, because that's considered niyat Hashem, it's something that's dis- disdaining Hashem, where you need to for your health, it's, it's mutter, and mela you're enjoying, so you have to make a bracha before and after. And on this, that's what the Mishnah Baruch comments in Sifkat and Memzayin, the Kivan de Sakanahu, he's eating something that's mutter. And he's doing a mitzvah to save his life, and that's not considered consumption of something that's usr, where you wouldn't make a bracha. So on this, there's a very important footnote in the uh, dirshu here, and he says, a person that the doctor said, you can't drink wine because it's dangerous to you. But he doesn't feel sick when he drinks wine. A little bit of wine is not going to bother him. He doesn't listen to the doctors. So he says, in the end of the day, such a fellow, when he drinks wine, he does have to make a bracha. And even though you're not, like we said, you're not allowed to make a bracha if it's a prohibited thing. L'chayri, you're transgressing which is the mitzvah to take care of your life and not put yourself in danger. Nonetheless, since this is something that people commonly tread upon, meaning, even though doctors say don't eat X, Y, and Z, it's generally something that people engage in, even though it's in a small measure, because it's ultimately not going to hurt him immediately at least. And here we're going to apply the principle of Shemer Pesayim Hashem. So based on this, as we spoke out earlier, kamach se'oyrim, barley flour, even though it does have some adverse health effect, you could still make a bracha because the adverse health effect is somewhat disregarded in terms of making a bracha initially. Now, the, there's one side point which I just wanted to mention before we wrap this up, is the Dershu brings down that it seems to be agreeable in such a scenario, you would make a bracha rishona, some say perhaps you wouldn't make a bracha achrona, but it seems like Rabbi Yashiv Lemaisa says, Halacha Lemaisa, you would make a bracha achrona as well, since it's not a sakana on a small amount, for sure you make a bracha rishona, but even in a bracha achrona, because one time eating these kinds of things wouldn't necessarily cause any sort of uh, real sakana, so it's not really an iser that you're doing in time, terms of these consumptions. Now l'chaira, again, if you have someone that's a serious diabetic, any amount of sugar could cause him serious damage, it sounds like perhaps maybe you wouldn't make a bracha at all because that's a real sakana and there's an iser in terms of that consumption. So maybe you wouldn't make a bracha altogether there. Now just to conclude the point of oil, I saw that the Yershu brings down in Reish Beis uh, that the, today are, apparently the oil is cleaned out and it doesn't taste so bad. 
So it doesn't have the detrimental side effects. So Rav Osner, amongst others, apparently says that, and Orlatzion, they say, nonetheless, the rule of the Gemara should stay in its place. Maybe you shouldn't make a bracha, because maybe we don't know what detriment the Gemara was talking about, but it still exists. And so Lamaisa, they bring down here that if somebody wants to exempt himself in all scenarios, he should make a shahakal on something else and then drink the oil uh, just to cover his bases just in case. Okay, so Lamaisa, what emerges from all this is if somebody eats or drinks something that's detrimental to his health, apparently, it would come out as follows. If he's eating or drinking something that's detrimental to his health, and it doesn't taste good now, and it's detrimental, so then there's no question. He shouldn't make a bracha. Even though, like we said, oil could sustain a person, perhaps it has some nutritional value, you still don't make a bracha because at the time you're eating it, it doesn't taste good, and it's also detrimental. If somebody eats something, like we said, barley flour, that has a detrimental side effect, but it tastes good, it's sweetened flour, perhaps it tastes good, so in such a scenario, that person would make for sure bracha rishona. It seems like a debate, perhaps not a bracha achrona, but it seems like the achronim conclude that he should also make a bracha achrona. And in a similar vein, if you have somebody who, because of his matzah, his situation, like a diabetic, for example, assuming he's not a serious diabetic, if he's eating a little bit of sugar, or even a lot of sugar, which it's not likely that in one consumption he's going to actually have any sort of major issue, again, assuming he's not that sensitive to it, he probably would make a bracha rishona and bracha achrona as well because that's not going to tip him over in a dangerous territory. But again, if it would be a dangerous situation, l'chaira, he wouldn't be allowed to make a rishona or achrona in this case, l'chaira, because that's actually being over an iser. But in a scenario where a little bit that he's eating now isn't going to harm him, so for sure he has to make a bracha rishona and l'chaira, where one consumption doesn't bother him either, he also would have to make a bracha achrona. Even if there is, it sounds like, some sort of adverse side effect, like they've said, by the case of barley flour, there still would be an Indian to make a bracha because he's enjoying at the time of consumption. Okay, Be'ezus Hashem will stop here. Pick up tomorrow from the Dvavim Everyone have a wonderful day.